Also, did you guys see, uh, I think it was on her show. She interviewed Kenan Thompson and they're sort of, I don't know why they were talking about shower habits, but what? she's like, I pee in the shower every time I get in the shower. She just said that like that's yeah. a real thing. You guys aren't really reacting, so it makes me like you guys pee in the shower every time you get in the shower. I do pee in the shower. I pee in the shower all the time. Who what? Who doesn't pee in the shower? Do you not pee in the shower? That is crazy that you don't pee in the shower. Nox, get you out of here. You are obviously not a multitasker. I'm I'm, I'm 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 slowing this down because I feel like I'm having a stroke, and are I want to make sure time? I'm experiencing this correctly. And we're running by you in the shower pee? <laughs> because, <laughs> because one of you... I think, Jamie, you've lectured me about not washing my ankles with soap. Meanwhile, I you're just letting you're it rage all. I, that's why I wash my ankles. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't, and I pee at a very specific time. Well, that's why we're at a disconnect. I don't, I don't pee, pee in the shower. Again. Ergo, I don't need to wash my ankles. Hello and welcome to episode number 535 of the podcast. I'm your host, Max McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the LIFO ADC, and we're committed to educating you on things entertained do not matter. To find out more about these Utah Nino's pursuits, you check us out at noxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast, and we're on Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be snake drafting Christmas overrated. But before we do that, you're hearing this episode while we take our company two-week break. And here at the PMG, we know the value of work and rest, particularly for our team. Speaking of our team, there's Knox and me, but there's also eight other folks who work week in and week out to edit audio, make videos, create newsletters, manage our budget, create faith adjacent, answer your questions, manage big projects like live shows, and more. All of them we were able to hire because of the financial support we get for our little small business from our friends and best friends of the show on Patreon. Now, we wish we could turn your Instagram likes into currency. Alas, we cannot. So becoming a best friend of the show means you help our team have jobs, which that just warms your heart, but it also gets you something. It more than doubles the amount of the podcast you get each week. Becoming a BFOTS means you get exclusive content like our weekly The More You Know episodes, our monthly AUA live stream video and audio, cinema side piece episodes, and pilot program episodes. And if you're listening and wish you were a BFOTS, why not drop a gift subscription link to that gift giver who is looking for something to buy you. Here's the catch. Patreon doesn't actually do gift memberships, which is maybe the worst part of their business plan. And we've told them how great it would be, but we did engineer a solution. We have created an easy guide with two options to help you give your friends and family what is sure to be the best gift they've ever received in their whole lives, which is a membership to us. Now, we even have a gift certificate that you can wrap up to put under the tree for them or email them if you can't get to their tree because weirdly, they never invite you over, but you still feel like you need to get them a gift. No matter, click the link in the show notes for our quick and easy guide on how to make your best friends our best friends of the show. Visit noxandjamie.com slash Patreon gift for more info. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Jamie. We are gathered here today um, on the eve of us being off work. And it's for a holy uh, reason and purpose, I think. And it's to snake draft um, some Christmas overrated. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with not just you, um, but also our good friend, Aaron, who's going to join us for the snake draft. Aaron, how do you feel about Christmas? Like just general. I am feeling great. I am not stressed <laughs> at all. I This is a light and breezy time for everyone. It's yeah. great. We're having yeah. fun. Just yeah, so, now, like behind the scenes, this is just a couple days away from when Jamie was like, I don't know if Aaron's going to make it. And I was like, like, I did say, like mentally, and she was like, I that. don't know. Just uh, like in life. Did, uh, I said it when a tornado hit your house. Yeah. And uh, and you, she and your didn't say it in a critical way. Vegas? It was like, like yeah. God's God's just God, trying to kill God's, her. I think God's <laughs> wrath is upon me. Right. I, it wasn't about choices you had made. Thank no choices. She's in her God Job era. I think yeah. and we're just I'm worried in, about Aaron. Uh, Old Testament God is turning yeah. his attention towards me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a fun uh, time. Moms love the holidays. We tend to really thrive here. So mm-hmm. we're happy. <laughs> Everything's great. Well, we're we're uh, very appreciative that you would make uh, time to join us for uh, this snake draft. Um, I, you know, uh, spiritually, Jamie, it does feel like if a word had to be attached to Christmas for you, overrated would be the word. <laughs> oh, does that is, feel fair? It is the subtitle, and it's Christmas colon <laughs> overrated. Yeah, I'm not. I've, I've been on the record many times. People are concerned about me because they. I think they're concerned that I'm like anti baby Jesus. And to be honest, right. I am a little anti baby Jesus because I really like grown, yeah. grown a Josh rather than baby Jesus. Aaron doesn't like that as the Bible scholar over at Faith Adjacent. Yeah, I need to rebuke that. But a- I, you know, it's just again, it's just very extreme expectations are placed on you during mm. the holidays. And it's just real stressful. It's real stressful. You know, stressful. I, I like. I know um, we're not important enough for like someone to do like a Wikipedia entry on like the show or like this year of the show they did this. But if someone did do that, I like that this year's entry would be Jamie came out against Taylor Swift and Jesus in the same year. <laughs> it was a year. <laughs> and listen, I it's a nuanced overrated for both of them. Like yeah. it's nuanced. I love them both, but like yeah. also. Let's embrace the, the reason, bait a little the bit. The reason those tickets you know? were so high was not Ticketmaster, y'all. Yeah. It wasn't Ticketmaster. Come on. It was her. So come Ridiculous. on. Okay. Nice. How um, do you feel so, about Christmas? You know, I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse. There's a little bit of birthday competitive resentment, you know, sure, that yeah. I've been on the record for. But sure. broadly, I do enjoy it a lot. I, uh, um, you know, we're doing, we're doing Rock City tonight. 
Um, so there's a big enchanted garden, lights and stuff. Taking Feels family, like Ashley would friends. be like a, a a crucial magic, a Christmas magic maker. Like oh, she would yeah. be like all in on yeah. that. Oh yeah, she makes it happen. Ashley feels like she her best lighting, and I don't think she has a bad lighting, but I think her best lighting is a twinkle light, oh, like yeah. a uh, warm glow. Good come lord, on, come on. Good. She is. She's she's, so hot. she's living her best life. So it, it's a good time of year um, for, for us. I think it's important for people who maybe get too swept up or drink the Kool-Aid of Christmas. I feel like it's important to keep them honest, you know, which I think is yeah. what we're going to do um, here today. So we're going to be snake drafting uh, Christmas overrateds and not just a broad general sense of overratedness. We're going to pick, uh, we have four categories. So there's a little bit of a little bit of a wrinkle um, for the snake draft process. Usually it's just kind of, you know, buck wild, whatever you want to do. We have to, we have four picks and we have four categories. So it doesn't matter when any of us pick the category, we just have to get all four picks in each category. So the categories are overrated song, overrated movie, overrated Christmas character, and overrated tradition. Aaron, have you already prepped incorrectly? Is that what I'm seeing? No, it's right not now? that. It's just, it's just, I feel like we should like round one should be songs and okay. then round two should be traditions and then round three should be movies. I, mm. I oh, wait, I'm very what, nervous. What is it now? I don't know. Now it's I just, it's grab bag. So it's because yeah. so if I get the first pick, I can pick any of those four categories, but I only do one category at a time. That's exactly, yes, that's exactly right. Okay, that I way, like that. No, you're like, wrong. I have Let's do a hardcore. What if I'm the guest? Don't you want You're not to... the guest. I am. <laughs> you're I'm not... not on this show. <laughs> How dare you? You're on it every single week. You're, you're more on, of a voyeur, but we've invited you into the house. <laughs> right, so that's what I'm saying. It's a... So it's like, I'm I'm You're here. in the yard every week. <laughs> you have, Like, I don't know what to tell you. Right, and you have invited me in. So like, I feel like that means I'm kind of a guest. It's so just because we feel, it's because we're like, she should not be outside. It's snowing and a tornado hit her house. Right. That's so, right. Yeah. Like she has no so home. I still, don't, no. I still don't get to have any amenities. No amenities here? I'm willing. I, I'll let you guys pick. Uh, it, Jamie, if you want to do the per category, like no, all like songs. The, no, I like, like the, the fear. I like the chaos. Of, uh, because what has happened behind the scenes is that Aaron and I talk. I always plan backups and snake drafts, like backup choices. But we both have one category where we did not plan a backup. And so if someone else picks it, we are what the elves call screwed. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm so excited to find out what the category is because I have one of my own. Um, so this could get really tense really fast. Um, so it feels like the majority carries. This is just chaos menu. Uh, we're going to be drafting <laughs> okay. over. So Aaron, just get the first pick and you'll be you'll be fine. Great. No pressure. Jamie, do you want to explain how snake drafts work? Yeah, yeah. So in the Garden of Eden, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a snake. Is that right? That's right. No. So far, so good. Yes. Okay. And then that was a bad deal, particularly mm-hmm. for women. And so the snake, it picked an apple or right. a watermelon. We don't know, right? Mm. We don't know the fruit. And so now sports work this way because of that. And so when you gamble yep. and you pick things in sports, you pick a number, uh-huh. you get a, an ordered pick. So like right. the three of us, so somebody will get the first pick and then that person gets to pick their snake draft of an overrated thing. Mm-hmm. And then no one else can pick that thing. Right. Yep. And then the next person goes next, and then the next person goes next and next. That's, and then and th- it circles around like a snake in a twirly twirl. It's the best I've ever heard explained, honestly. Amazing. So, the good news no is that Indy always puts a graph up yeah. in our Instagram post so that you can be like, in case you didn't understand what Jamie was saying, <laughs> here's a visual. This is what it looks like. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Aaron, because you got voted down, Thank you. I do think you deserve the first get. Now, so you know you don't like get to pick a number, right? Okay. Like normally, it's like a shape or whatever, and like right. it, so. I've got four post-it notes in front of me, which is interesting because we only have three draft slots, right? Right. <laughs> right. I have been watching Squid Game, the reality TV show. Yes. Though, oh, good. And I've realized there's ways to like finesse this. Yeah. So 
three. So uh, we're, you're going to be choosing from the Ninja Turtles. Okay. Okay. Uh, Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo. Okay. Three of those have a number associated with it. Okay. One of them does not. If you okay. get the one that does not, you don't get to pick. Jamie and I pick, and then you. Go. Oh, I hate this. I hate it so much. This is the best way we've ever done I it. I hate everything about this. <laughs> I choose Donatello. Uh, why? Why Donatello? Uh, isn't he purple? He is purple. Do you remember what weapon he wields? I believe it's the nunchucks. It is the bow stick. Oh, the bow stick. I will Dang let it. you, if you were thinking you were picking Michelangelo, you can change. No, no, no. I'm If you're no. big on the nunchucks. No, I like I like Donatello. Okay. You should have uh, changed because you- Son of a- Yay! <laughs> you don't have uh, your pick. So now Damn Jamie it. and I get to pick between the rest. <laughs> so and you'll get what's to, left. You'll so, get what's left. So what if we don't pick one? We might not pick right. one. That's right. So, okay. Jamie, do you want Raphael, Leonardo, or Michelangelo? I always want a twin katana, so I'm getting that Leonardo. Jamie, you have got yourself the third pick. Son of a gun. <laughs> I, um, how, did, how did Aaron lose, but then I lose? I lost worse. I feel like I... Aaron, let's, since I know which one has it, I can't pick. So yeah. you pick again, and I'll take the other one. Okay, okay. so Raphael, Michelangelo. I choose... Raphael for you. So you 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 went against Michelangelo again with the nunchucks. You yeah. came out strong of like I love the nunchucks. Max feels like he would want nunchucks to be number one. First of all, it's not nunchucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's right. She is. <laughs> I did. That is new information to me right now. I thought it was nunchucks. It's okay. It's not I mean, you can make a case. It makes you it's numb when it hits you. Nunchucks. None. Yeah. Is it yeah. Chuck though? Like my dad? Chuck? It yeah. is. Not, okay. Yeah. What if it was C H U T? It was nunchucks. <laughs> 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 All right, so you have spurned nunchucks twice, and you're going Raphael. Yeah, and that has gotten you the number one pick, Aaron. Ah, yes, very nicely done. Thank I goodness. will take the second okay. pick with Michelangelo. All right, so all's well that ends well. You know that worked. Out I don't well. think it is <laughs> for me. It is okay. Okay. All, All right. right. So you have the first pick. You have to tell us the category you're choosing from. I am choosing Christmas uh, Christmas characters. Okay. 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 Christmas character. Of all the Jimmy Stewart roles, mm. George like Bailey is, is probably the most iconic. And we all culturally know George Bailey as this really nice, affable guy who just wants to see, he just wants to go see the world, right? He just wants to put some stickers on his suitcase. And he, but he's had a bum hand dealt to him when he did a couple of nice things as a kid, which is something that happens to a lot of people, okay? Yeah. Like dreams get deferred and sometimes we got to be freaking adults about it. So when Uncle Billy makes a mistake, George is a huge D. And if I subscribed to a belief in karma, he would not deserve the nice wrap up that he gets at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. He is awful to Uncle Billy. He is awful to his kids and wife, one of which he has awfully named Zuzu. Um, like, is it hard to have a wife who loves you and a town who, for some reason, worships you? He is the ultimate snowflake. He whines. He's bitter. He's a psychotic people pleaser to the point that he gives up his actual money to save a bank. Like, that's why we have the FDIC, George. Like, you don't need that. Mary deserved better. Zuzu absolutely deserved better. He's one of those guys who believes the world owes him everything. And when he doesn't get it, he's going to throw a little baby back fit about it. He is the poster boy for toxic masculinity. And not even the fact that he gets redeemed at the end is enough of a reason to stomach this insufferable character. Please go away. You are the worst. Did not know this was a full Aaron of the grievances. I hate George Bailey. Aaron, that's good stuff. I love it. I hate this movie. So I I support this. I do want to clarify a couple things. When you said uh, Uncle Billy made a little mistake, what right. was that Thank mistake you. that he made? He accidentally lost some money. 
$8,000. As someone who has lost accidentally $4,000 accidentally by giving scam. her by giving her password to a scammer yeah, over the phone. It happens yeah. to the best of us, okay? Listen, can I read what Wendell Jameson of the New York Times said about uh It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. Please, I was just going to ask you what he said, so this is for two minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It's a Wonderful Life is a terrifying, asphyxiating story about growing up and relinquishing your dreams, of seeing your father driven to the grave before his time, of mm. living among bitter, small-minded people. It's a story of being trapped, of compromising, of watching others move ahead in a way, of becoming so filled with rage that you verbally abuse your children, their teacher, and your oppressively perfect wife. It is the worst. And George Bailey is the nucleus of why it is so bad. He's just annoying. I think he is annoying. I will he, give you that. He's very annoying. I'm really working hard to figure out what he did in World War II because what I see Aaron is um, a veteran. Uh, thank you for your service, George. He didn't do anything. He couldn't go know. because of his ear. But it's, it's, I'm looking, I'm, I'm like uh, sh- recklessly Googling right now. No, he right. served as an the air re- raid warden. Oh, you're talking which, about Jimmy Stewart? No, I th- is it? I'm asking. No, Google. George couldn't go to war because he saved Harry from drowning. Mm. And he got it. He was deaf in his ear. Man, Listen, that sucks. For somebody who hates George Bailey, you sure knew a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you've done your research. A billion and times. I, I commend you on that. I do just want to say he lost $8,000. You've lost four thousand dollars. It's I'm basically not, the saying, same amount. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. What I'm saying is, have I let that? Have I let that be make me turn me into a little baby back? No. No. I persevered. I. Now, let me ask you this: uh, eight thousand dollars in 1946 is different. like one hundred twenty-three thousand dollars. Now, if you Obviously have lost one hundred twenty-three thousand dollars, would you be like, "I survived"? This is why we have the FDIC. Okay, yep. my money was returned to me in the same way right. that if. If Uncle Billy and George had gone through the appropriate channels, that money would have been returned to them as well. Now, if if the FDIC is listening, I do want to represent them because they're saying, hey, we can't help you when an old man leaves a bag of money somewhere. <laughs> That's not us. I think it's okay. actually if the bank goes under, you're protected. I don't. I don't fully understand the FDIC, <laughs> but I do know that they are there for that sort they of. They supply yeah. deposit insur- insurance. Okay. I always see the little sign on. The- Is it like I they protect you, you up to like a hundred thousand dollars, and then anything over that, they're like middle fingers. You should have done that. Two fifty. I might. It might be two fifty. Look at that. Is it two fifty? It's all good for yeah. them. Yeah. I hope I ever have a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the but bank. But they can insure. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aaron, that's a very nice pick. I Thank appreciate you. that. Um, I have the second pick here. So, man, you know, I have some real big, like, passionate points. But really, what I want is to hit that category that both of you. God, um, I'm so nervous. I know. <laughs> that's, Aaron, that's you so- covered yours, right? That was yours. No, I'm playing risky. You played risky. I'm playing risky. That's crazy. I know. I don't know why. I, I don't know why you did that. I don't know why. I'm so. I'm so. I feel worried. like Knox is gonna pop into my Google Doc in just a second. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could what? hack. Because this would be the best reason to hack into. You don't documents. have to hack. We share a Google Drive. <laughs> like, oh, you put them in the main doc. She puts no, them in the, put in the she main puts, doc. She puts her docs in the suite. That's like changing with the window open. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this is the one that I only have one on. Um, okay. So I'm going to pick overrated tradition, overrated okay. Christmas tradition. Okay. And the <laughs> thing I think is overrated is decorating the Christmas tree together as a family. Okay. Um, oh. Because this is like, it, it, pop culture tells you like, we all do this as a family. Or if you watch Family Stone, like we all do this to remember our mother, who I think we all kind of hated and no one really liked and was <laughs> kind of largely unlikable. So it's got to be sad. But because she died, we're going to treat this as a sacred thing together. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to get equal share into what a beautiful tree looks like, even though we know 
God has not made all of us equal in terms of good taste. Okay. <laughs> mm, because true. I think in every family, in every situation, there's one person who should be in charge of decorating the tree. And I think it's, it's about their ability to decorate it. But I think even more, it's, it's not about making the tree look good. It's about what decorating it as a group will do to that person's mental health. Yes. Because they know what it should look like. Mm -hmm. And then here I come around bebopping in like an idiot. And I'm like, I should hang that there. And it's thrown off the feng shui of the tree and the aesthetic theme and motif. And it's just a big situation in in 20 and almost 20 years of marriage. Ashley and I only tried decorating it together one time, our first Christmas and every bad taste choice I made. I've watched like the twinkle in her eye just like get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And it's like, I'll never do that again. Our house is much more beautiful because of it. Our kids have no, they don't even, they don't even know they can. They don't even know they're allowed to. (laughs) They think you have to get a license and like pass a test to decorate a tree. And that's, that's exactly right. And that's how it should be. So that's, um, that's my second. I actually think that's really smart because I do think there is always one person and it sometimes is a kid. Yeah. This is their thing. They need things to be symmetrical. They need, they don't want to put the ornament that your teacher thought was a way to fill time at school. And then you bring home and it's not going to go with these vintage ornaments that someone has collected for 20 years. That's right. And so I think that's hard. I think that's why we ended up with families who have multiple trees because it's just yeah. to go put the S word ornaments. Mm-hmm. That's I don't right. Know, but those go on the kitchen tree. Honey. Yeah. This it's is the dumping the ground, <laughs> the, the burn pit tree. Go ahead. Put whatever nasty thing you want. Cl- yes. Because we all have a dumping closet. We all have a dumping that's drawer. Right. And we all have a dumping tree. That's, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Jamie, you have the third pick. You also have the fourth pick. So you can oh. kind of like really spread out here. See, you know? now I'm going to do, here's oh, what so I'm going to do. I'm going to do a couple things. I'm going to do my category that was my only one. Because Knox, was that yeah. your only one? That was that, that was, was the one. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to do my only one. And I'm going to try to go for Aaron's uh, in the second pick. Oh, so I am going to, and I, I know it's tradition because of the way she reacted when mm-hmm. you said you picked tradition. But so. what was, what if I was doing reverse psychology on Maybe you, you were. Ooh, I don't maybe. think you're playing chess. I don't think you are. <laughs> First of all, rude. <laughs> Second of all, I play chess all day, Do all the you time. Name yeah. four parts of a chess board. A queen, a yep. bishop, a chess board, and <laughs> a, a king. Yep. Boom. Well, Got it. I, I like that the king being the most important part. She was like, and it's there. <laughs> you asked for four. I'm sure you did it. You 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 uh, completed the assignment. Okay. My category is movie movie mm. and i'm gonna go with the most overrated movie and i think we can all agree i don't think this is spicy in any way is the polar express oh Absolutely. that's that's smart right okay so let's talk about all the ways that this movie is overrated first of all the first out of the gate is those cgi faces yikes why are the faces all renesme from twilight like why do they all look like that it's so bad then the plot of the movie is essentially children being abducted from their homes in the middle of the night also not a great lesson for children then we've got a character that we've just named hero boy and he could be he's the least heroic of any of the members of this cast he he, he rips that hole it, how do you not know you got a hole in your robe like i don't understand that's actually for something like iconic you're gonna yeah. just dump that bell in the pocket that's right and her ticket you're just gonna dump a ticket in there and from the get-go he's very moody he's very annoying i guess george bailey of him right <gasps> he barely what if that is george oh bailey. child that wow. is his story yes but in reverse like yes. he time travels but like I don't, oh, I although i don't it. know when polar express is who knows? I'll it look. I'll try to find out. Okay, you guys keep you. going. Okay. So he barely interacts with the other kids. He's out of the gate. Like, show's not real. And it's like, we're in a Christmas movie. Hello. Why are we showing this to children? This is so weird. Then the elves are obviously pedos and we are infamously anti 
pedo here at the PMG because what do they say? They go like, I'll take care of this. Trust me. I don't like wow. that. I don't like okay. that. I don't like how you There's said a ghost that. on the train. Why is there a ghost on top of the train? Not on the train, like in it, on it. Why is yeah. the ghost on top of the train? Also, Santa has been in the sun too long. Why does his face look like that? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. melty. And then really, you know who the hero of that story is? Know-it-all kid. Know-it-all kid might be oh. annoying, but know-it-all kid knows what's going on. And yet we treat know-it-all kid like they're the villain. I don't like that. The train also keeps changing sizes. Why does it sometimes have 10 cars? Is that because the ghost ate the children and now we only need three cars? Sure. Why is it a different size? And then finally, I feel like if you show this to any children who struggle with anxiety, you're the Grinch. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're the Grinch. Why would okay. you show this to any kid with anxiety? This is so I, hard. I think I do like that you bump on the train changing sizes <laughs> while it exists in a universe with Santa. Um, I do How like that. You? How I think that's you? good. They are presenting it as if Santa is real. Oh, did we do a warning at the top of this episode? Mm. My bad. <clears throat> yeah. Let's go ahead. Hey, we're going to spoil stuff about Christmas, parents. <laughs> we'll call it like, retroactive. Retroactive. Right. right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No take backs. It's Editors, fine. if you're not like uh, just jam packed, go ahead and put that at the front. If not, you know, it's a, right. it's a crazy that's world. Right. We're living La Vida Loca, you know? <laughs> um, I did find out that Hero Boy which is literally his name. You're not name, lying. Yeah, That's just how right. he's called. Yeah. Uh, he has a copy of the Saturday Evening Post from December 29th, 1956. So unless he's like a weird collector of magazines, this is probably 1957. So this I hope he is a weird collector of magazines. I do too. It's from the future. Maybe he's Marty McFly. <gasps> what if he's Marty McFly? Oh, he's Marty McFly, that means it takes place in like the 20s. No, but he could time travel. He went to the 1800s. Mm, did you not see that one? true. He did. <laughs> like, I don't think I've seen the third one. I've just seen pictures. I know it's the West, you know. It's the West? Yeah, the Wild like West. The dog. Wild West. What yeah, do you think it's about? Why do you think they're in the Wild West? What do you think happened? What movie do you think we're talking about right now? What, <laughs> what number are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? I am talking to you, Aaron. <laughs> no, Jamie and I are, are talking about Back to the Future Three. three I yes, think, and we're talking okay. to you. Yeah, because we're wondering why do you think Back to the Future Three? Because you always know what movies are about, even though you've never seen them. What do you? Why do you think they're in the 1800s? I, I, I have no. I, I genuinely. Have She's no like, idea. I reject this question. I don't, I even, don't know even what. <laughs> I didn't even know it was set in the West. Um, it is set in the West. Yeah, they're on yeah. a train. Then they have to make a train go fast. What to get back? Yeah. They went back. He went back, and he went back. Oh, to the like path. the DeLorean. Yes, but now it's a DeLorean train. That is dumb. <laughs> Look, I don't and, like it. And to be fair, it did not make very much money. George so, no. Zemeckis, get your that's why together. That's why they did Wild Wild West because it was a sequel <laughs> a, to I like, Back to the Future 3. It's, it's Robert Zemeckis. Whatever. <laughs> I'm still mad about George Bailey. <laughs> I can tell. Um, um, do you think kids who are given a ticket and choose to get on a train are abducted? <laughs> I'm not no, trying to look, defend anybody yes, here. Are you <laughs> I'm, I'm, at, I'm asking you a question. Are you saying that the van that has candy in it and they get no. they take the candy? Well, it's your own mm. fault. You got no, <laughs> listen. If there's if there is a trail of candy into a van and the door is open and the child chooses to go in, I'm not saying that's great, but I think there's some culpability that's to be shared. A, no, there's no culpability. They're children. You guys are acting like there's a smash and grab, and like uh, Tom Hanks's conductor guys like grabbing them out of their bed and like shut up, shut up, well, shut there's up. A, there's a contingent of no, humanity that I, believes that is true. I know, but I just want to like, can we call up? Can we phone a friend? Can we phone up? I'd, I'd rather no. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I <laughs> exactly. I don't know whether to um 
uh, those are do, real things that happened. They were right. kidnapped. I don't know whether to do technical difficulties music over that or just rip it out and right? pretend like it. Like, do you let the editor listen to that? That's the question. You know, that's do we expose question. them to that? Yeah. So, yeah. I think Polar Express, that's a great choice, though, uh, Jamie. Thank you. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even Penthouse Jamie. She's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their Manny system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the Posey, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are. And they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Kalazago Gina, they truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but 
if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the quick dry are super long lasting. And the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the quick dry for doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjune.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash podcastpod. Uh, you have the follow-up. Oh, I have another choice. That's okay, right. Christmas I'm always so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas tradition. Here we okay. go. Okay, Aaron, you ready? Uh-huh. I have chosen ugly sweaters. Mm. Okay. It All wasn't right. even Christmas tradition. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Oh, you've chosen something not in the category. Is that what you're telling me? No. Oh. She's like, okay. it's called acting sweetie. That's yeah, my favorite no. degree. Look it yeah. up. All right. So ugly sweaters. Here's why. So I am meeting up with two coworkers that I haven't seen in years, and we're going to have a little Christmas gathering. And one of them texted, truly, and I'm going to read it. She said, should we wear ugly Christmas sweaters? Mm. I know it's short notice. And I wrote back, I don't own an ugly sweater, nor do I want to pump gas in an ugly sweater. Because mm. I'm driving like six hours round trip. And I was like, no. Let's, listen, let's talk about, I think we are trying, I think the reason we have ugly sweaters is because we're trying to make the hot people in our family or in our friend group ugly. Because we were like, I would like to have a holiday party where the hot people are not as hot. But here's the problem. You can't bury their hotness. It doesn't work. It makes it hotter, I think. That's right. They actually are just hotter because they can make a weird sweater look hot. But guess what? If you're not hot, you look worse. Like so much worse. Really? They're force multipliers, it feels like. Whatever you are is going to make you more of that. So it it could really go the Mm. bad way. And it's really a sweater that you wear once or once a year. I Mm -hmm. just think that's not great for Mother Earth. Like she's not down with that. And it's just, I I think uh, Robert on Shark Tank, I know that he invested heavily in Tipsy Elves and we're all into that. But I just don't know that Robert is the best shark. I think you should be buying Scrub Daddies. Lori's the best shark. I have a question. Are you refusing to say his last name? Or do you think you can You got it. That's exactly it. The Serbian comes through. Yeah. That's right. I don't know Lori's last name either, but I got a Scrub Daddy and a Scrub Mommy in my kitchen and they love each other. I don't know why the Scrub Mommy really makes me uncomfortable. Scrub Mommy is worse. Scrub Mommy is worse. And I don't know why. Okay. So that's my tradition. I would bounce. Yes. I don't, I've, I've never worn an ugly Christmas sweater. I've never bought one. I've never endeavored to consider that. Aaron, um, quick, quick poll. Do you think that's weird that Knoxville said that? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I can't that imagine feels, that. I can't imagine. Cause I, listen, the strangest thing you've ever done is that holiday party that you went to you. That was what, an eighties party and you dressed as a wolf. As Teen Wolf. No, as Teen Wolf, not a yeah. wolf. <laughs> well, teen wolf well some wolf. people, some people right. at the party would argue that wolf. I did. 
Yeah. But no one else dressed. Everybody dressed hot. That's like, you know, the classic Mean Girls moment in Halloween. But I, like, I can't imagine you wearing a. I was misinformed and I learned my lesson. You know, always control your circumstances and context. (laughs) Right. Never again. That's why I don't go to parties. Um, Aaron, are you a frequenter of ugly Christmas sweaters? No. The last time I wore an ugly Christmas sweater, um, I was told by someone I married to that I was being embarrassing. Whoa. Not because of the sweater, but because of the alcohol that I consumed. Okay. And so now I have some PTSD. Mm. And to be fair, Fair. uh, he was right. Well, I I knew it wasn't the outfit because he's a cosplayer. Right. He can't be judging you. No, he can't. Yeah. So how did he uh, communicate that information? Did he take take you aside or was it like – no, okay. it was in the street. We were yelling okay. at each other. <laughs> That's a good place to do it too. That's it was a good place great. to do it. It was a good moment, but we don't do ugly Christmas sweaters anymore. I think yeah. it was because of that moment. It's fair. So, That's yeah. a fair reason. Yeah, Jamie, what so. if you did, what if you text your friend back and you're like, you know what? Actually, I think I do want to do this and then let them do it. You don't yeah. do it. You look hotter. They look stupid. Oh, you look like an adult. They look like idiots. It's fair. It's so, fair. Because I'm not the hottest of the three of us. I, I have am a question. Really hot. I have yeah. a question. I'm sorry. Are, did you say you were going to get drinks and you were going to travel six hours round trip? Uh, can, I, can I add to that? Aaron, she also said coworkers that she hasn't seen in years. Like coworkers at our company or is this a different company? No, no, no. Like coworkers at the lot when I was still a social worker. Got you. And okay. uh, I ran into one that was in town and – she was like, we should all hang out. And I was like, absolutely. And then I remembered that she lives three hours and six minutes away. Mm. And I was like, oh, was that a mistake? But no, I really am excited to see them. So it's fine. But it is, I'm going to have to, you know, podcast it up yeah. and uh, get them bugles and get that uh, icy mm-hmm. on my merry way. You're a good friend. Oh, my God. Thank you. To, to some. That's commitment. That's commitment. <laughs> we'll you cut know. that to some. We'll just cut that. <laughs> um, I, okay. I have the next pick. I'm going to go, I'm going to go overrated movie. That's going to be my next pick. Okay. Oh, that's and the I, one. That's the one. Oh, interesting. That's this, this is a movie we've actually done a cinema side piece for, I believe. Oh. Um, and I completely have no idea what my takes were at the time. Uh, but I just know I can own my takes right now on this movie. Okay. Uh, and that movie is The Holiday. <gasps> that's a good one. It is a good one. It's okay. It's not the Able's- one though, Aaron, is it? Oh, it's okay. It's oh, okay. no. It- no, 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 no. Just want to know. I just want to know so bad. Uh, so well, you, this... you'll tell. You can tell if you she starts uh, typing furiously. <laughs> <laughs> not in, not interacting uh, right. at all. <laughs> I um uh, I think optically this movie looks good. It feels good. It's very easy to understand. Um, simple premise. Uh, movie stars acting like movie stars. But when you really start to consider and scrutinize this movie, um, it's kind of stupid because number one, like. Cameron Diaz makes trailers and lives in that house. That doesn't make sense. I don't understand that. No. Jude Law is that hot, and he oh. might be peacockness in this movie. He's yeah. noble. He's a good dad. Mm-hmm. He hadn't found anybody. Nobody swooped in on that. He's not like trying to like knock away potential suitors of any gender, any variety, any age. I feel like they would be knocking down his door um, for that. Jack Black and Kate Winslet. They're su- are they supposed to have chemistry? Or is this supposed to be like someone befriends an incel? Because I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> oh it's God. honestly, it's, it's, it's criminal negligence of, of Kate Winslet because you took her one of the greatest actors of her generation and you made her character exist to give notes to, I can't remember his name, the scummy British looking guy, Rupert, whatever. Yeah. She gives yeah. notes to him. She has to listen to a mediocre composer and she also has to talk to an ancient screenwriter. <laughs> and that's her focus and point in this movie to let her listen to Jack Black, a guy who doesn't really carry Kung Fu Panda, but whatever. I think 
for me, the star of the movie are, are the remote control blackout curtains. I always think about them. <gasps> Incredible. I think about them all the time because I want I do them too. so Incredible. badly. You're right about – the thing about – he what this is Jude Law's peak hotness for sure yeah. because this is also while he was filming this f- movie is when he cheated on Sienna Miller with his nanny. Yeah. Uh, the fair amount of Sienna Miller wild, being also at her peak hotness wow. at the time. Wow. And so that's really tough. Also, like she's like – she opens the door and she's like, your sister's not here. We swapped houses. And he's like, okay, I'm coming in. Yeah. No, you're yeah. not coming in. Right. Like you're not. Oh, he's coming in. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. All the way. Mm-hmm. Title of your sex tape. Uh, no, in the yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and listen, exactly I don't like you right. know at the end of the you know at the end of the movie when he says uh, he was like I rarely call women back, but mm-hmm. I'd call you back. That's the worst That's message so to women. It's like you know men who <laughs> don't call matter. you back. If you find the right one, they'll call you back. And so us women, we just wait by the door, being like, maybe I'm the right one. Then you will me. Like no, don't. Don't engage with a guy who says, I don't call women back. Okay, yeah, but then bye. Jude Law can say that. Jack Black, he can't say that. No, that's the point of the movie. And that's I just don't understand Jack why we spend so much time Jack with the old screenwriter. <laughs> well, because, because there's no chemistry. I think they literally went, there's no chemistry between Kate and Jack. So, Like on the yeah. whiteboard, they're like, we can throw old person or orangutan. What do we want? <laughs> What's the budget? Okay. So they picked if, old if, person. So if you had to recast Jack Black, who would it be? Oh... I think oh, first thought was double V. Second thought was I think I, I think I'm realizing I pronounce orang. I think I say orangutan. And I know that's not right, but I have oh, no idea. At the yeah, end? I say orangutan. Orangutan. Oh yeah, I say tang. Okay, so you all say it. So we're all dumb together. We're all dumb together. <laughs> I thought that was have my you, joke. Have for you a ever second. been to the Birmingham Zoo? Either one of you? Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. Did y'all go to the orangutan exhibit? No, because it is. Absolutely not. It is the most unsettling thing I've, because oh. it, 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 it looks in your eyes, like oh, no. into your soul. And it's like, I know what you're doing and I reject it. And when I get out of here, I will kill you. It's like, you've seen Planet of the Apes? Just yeah, think about that's it. That's exactly. Yeah. It's happening. It, what? Oh, it's terrifying. Because I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kate Winslet's filmography. She's making this between eternal, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Really? And uh, little children. And then she makes this. And then she makes Revol- Revolutionary Road. This was clearly like a payday. This like, was a, I got to pay for a, private school. This was a bright something. This was a a bathhouse. I just I don't know if like Jack Black wrote this movie <laughs> because he's like I'm with Kate Winslet. I'm with I'm with Shin and Sossaman, who's also peak hotness, like right there. You know, she's like a supernova. Oh. It doesn't last long, but it was Listen, pretty cool. It's very, it gives youth minister energy of like I have a hot wife because no, you have a damaged wife who has daddy issues. Sure. Yeah. Which yeah, is scrub, she's got Kate scrub daddy Winslet and scrub mommy issues. Listen, Kate you know? Winslet does have daddy issues in this. That's why she's like with Rupert, like, I mean, like, yeah. will you look at me? Will you yeah. be my boyfriend? Like, you, yeah. Weirdly, I, I liked, I wanted more Eddie Burns, like the scumbag boyfriend. <laughs> yes. It's like, mm-hmm. bring him back. He was fun. I don't want to hear about what they wrote about in the 30s because I'm not interested, <laughs> you know? Um, okay. That was my pick, Aaron. It's back to you for back to back. Okay. I'm going to do, uh, <laughs> okay, I got back to back. I got back to back. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, wow, hold on. <laughs> you got to be doing your. You have one. to do right, the right, thing right, that right. you yeah, only no, have, I have to. I have to. Okay, okay, uh, okay. This is oh, Christmas song. Okay, this is a Christmas okay. song. Look, I love Kelly Clarkson. Obviously, she is a queen, and she's an incredible vocalist. She is killing the talk show game. I want nothing but good things for her. But underneath the tree. This song, I swear to God, I would Ooh. rather eat a buffet of hair and mayonnaise sandwiches off the table at Luby's. This song <laughs> is Luby's a place. Yeah, yeah it's pizza. Croutons they got the best croutons in the world. That's my yeah. crouton spot, y'all. That's why I order two buckets of croutons. And there's wait, like, you have a Luby's? 
Oh, you're saying loopies? That yeah. first of all, no, I'm saying loopies. <laughs> Secondly, loopies is. Don't act like loopies is better than loopies. I've never heard of loopies. Loopies is cool because it's pizza and salads. Loopies could be something you use during sexy time if that's exactly. your journey. Exactly, that's what it sounds like. like very it sounds different. like, hey, honey, grab the lubie. First of all, yeah. I love this. We have talked about lubies extensively on this I very podcast. You and need to... every time y'all do this. No, you need to produce evidence. I don't believe that. I, 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 somebody roll the tape, please. I, I completely <laughs> believe you, actually. I just um, don't know what a lubie is. is. Lubies is a buffet establishment like a Piccadilly's or a Furs. Do they serve mayonnaise sandwiches? No, mm-hmm. they do not no. serve hair or mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you're really <laughs> thinking they ahead. serve the competition, the combination of the two. But listen, this song, I feel like it's slowly coming for Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And it has got the same desperate, I need to be in a relationship for Christmas kind of energy. It's maniacal. It's frenetic. When I hear it, I feel like I've been dropped into like the after Christmas coke addled dream of like a, a post Malone dressed as drunk Uncle Santa Claus, like mm-hmm. coming off of a bender. There's a saxophone solo that you know, do you remember? Do you remember when Bill Clinton played the the saxophone on Arsenio Hall? I do. Yes, as we were when we were children, and yeah. I thought that was all presidents did. Yeah. Was play the saxophone. So that is what, and I that's so I, all Texas had taught you about yeah. presidents. I mean, I was like, what, nineteen ninety two? Go so ahead. I, I was, I was nine. Yeah. Okay. So at that point, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they, we were, they, they really backload the presidential education into high school. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. later. <laughs> and like they're like, like the Bushes and nobody else. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's 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 as if like Rudolph pierced the bottom of a monster energy drink, and like shotgunned it, and then took like nine shots of vodka. It it I, I it is an insane song. It's an it's a cla- It is. It's so ridiculous. I do agree that, like, because it has that line in the chorus, uh, presence, what a beautiful sight. Don't mean a thing if you ain't holding me tight. Wrong. Mm. And that is wrong. That's wrong. There are so many presents that are better than a man. So many presents. Not every man, but some men. A lot of sure. men. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I mean, I just, I, it's, just, it's so intense and it just does not stop. It, I, I just, I, it is, it's like a, it's like a, a machine gun of <laughs> marshmallows and ribbons and, and it, it's too much. It's too much. Just relax, Kelly. Like, I, I agree. You definitely, you can see that it's, it's trying to like, um, subtly replace Mariah Carey. Yes. Like, but it, she's got such a stranglehold on that. Like you're not. Come well, on, and to be honest, if we ask Kelly Clarkson now, would you rather have presents under the tree or Brandon? Your ex husband. She's gonna want presents. She's gonna want presents. She's gonna need presents. You know what she's gonna want? Stolen yeah. all of her money. That's right. She's gonna want that two hundred thousand dollars a month. She's paying him. Yeah. And alimony. So much a month. So oh my gosh. Money. Also, did you guys see? Uh, I think it was on her show. She interviewed Keenan Thompson, and they're. Sort of, I don't know why they were talking about shower habits, but what? she's like, I pee in the shower every time I get in the shower. She just said that. Like that's yeah. a real thing. You guys aren't really reacting, so it makes me feel like you guys pee in the shower every time you get in the shower. I do pee in the shower. I pee in the shower all the time. Who what? Who doesn't pee, pee in the shower? Do you not pee in the shower? That is crazy that you don't pee in the shower. Nox, get you out of here. You are obviously not a multitasker. I'm, I'm, what? I'm, I'm slowing this down because I feel like I'm having a stroke, and are I want to make sure time? I'm experiencing this correctly. And we're running by you in the shower pee? <laughs> because, <laughs> because one of you... I think, Jamie, you've lectured me about not washing my ankles with soap. Meanwhile, I you're just letting your urine rage all. I, that's why I wash my ankles. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't, and I pee at a very specific time. Well, that's why we're at a disconnect. I don't I pee, pee in the shower. Then. Ergo, I don't need to wash my ankles. Because you're not splashing. Like, you've never, 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 you've never, never peed in the shower? 
Uh, I, I pee in the toilet. That's typically where Stop it goes. Stop it. Stop it. Don't act like you're better no, than Look, I do enjoy peeing outside, but I don't like peeing in close proximity <laughs> See, to myself. See, and I've myself. never peed outside. I've That's never true. peed outside. I'm sorry. Yeah. What did you just say? You don't enjoy peeing in close proximity to yourself? That's the only way you can pee. <laughs> no, sorry. Clunky wording. I mean, like, I don't like <laughs> peeing in a box and being like, now I'm still in the box where I peed. I like to but leave. It's immediately going down the drain and there's water and there's soap the whole time. So I, you uh, you don't think at all like the urine splashing up anywhere like getting on your face? You <laughs> you're <laughs> in you're being washed. You're be, uh, the water's running. It's not stopped. It's so your pee is going and the way women's pee it goes straight down. That's fair. Not- That's fair. I refuse to be lectured about cleanliness when you both are excreting liquid into a shower and I'm not. <laughs> You're not cleaner than me because no, you pee in not, the shower. This is not abnormal. No, like, okay. You're quit treating us like we're disgusting. I'm not, but you're not cleaner than me. Okay, you're not disgusting, <laughs> but you don't have hygiene supremacy. We pee on ourselves and then we wash our legs. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ask if you poop in the shower because no, I don't know where that will totally go. Totally different. I throw up in the shower, but sure. That's different. Wow. Okay. Aaron I didn't answer the poop one. I am going to have answer to the vomit. <laughs> Aaron, I am going to have to distance myself again. Something we've talked about on this show many times. I do remember. That. I do remember oh, that because okay. I asked about the texture and if she's had to smush it down yes. or if her and water to use my and now the pee water You're all kind too. of created yes. in your own vomit. Yes. <laughs> That's tough. That's, That's tough. Guys. I don't do that yeah. anymore. I don't drink anymore. So That's I don't right. do that anymore. <laughs> I don't, I want to wear ugly sweaters and I don't vomit in the shower. <laughs> I don't push it down with my toe. <laughs> um, okay. Aaron, you have, I don't even remember what you just picked. What was that? What song. I think song. Song. Picked, uh, yes. Underneath a tree. That's right. Uh, I'm going to okay, do a movie. I'm doing movie. Okay. This is it. This I love that you waited to your third choice. You I like, like the stress of it. I like to, I do. Yeah. I perform well under pressure. Okay. We live in a a world with there are basic rules of reality. Okay. We have rules of physics. There are guardrails that like enclose existence that enable us to function within it, right? And these are important not only for our survival, but they're important for us to have a society, okay? Mm-hmm. There are things we have to agree on. If there's a Santa Claus, there's a mythology that we've all agreed on about Santa Claus, and that is that if he leaves presents for children, that it stands to reason that parents understand this, right? Because we are the, we are the gatekeepers, we are the guardians for our children. That's right. We acquiesce to this idea that a stranger will enter our home on Christmas night and leave gifts for good children. But as we know, that's not true, Right. Right. Again, spoiler alert, parents are guardians. Yeah. They function as Santa Claus. We know this. Parents, they're doing the shopping. We're eating the snacks. Like we're sneaking around making the magic happen. Because of those two things, the existence of a real Santa Claus and the fact that parents are the actual functional arm of Santa Claus, these are diametrically opposed to one another. They cannot mm-hmm. exist in the same universe. But in movies, we've replaced this foundational truth with like utter nonsense. Have you picked your movie yet? Yes. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm backing into it. She's got to round into it. Let the pee drain, dog. Damn. Ah, let me push it down with my toe. Okay. In movies, we've replaced this foundational truth with utter nonsense because in movies where there are parents and there is Santa Claus, there are two irreconcilable universes operating within the same time and space. Okay? The movie Elf. Ah. Okay? Oh, no. This was my other pick that I almost chose, so I'm glad I got to hear this. Elf is magical. Whatever. Okay? It doesn't make any freaking sense. It doesn't make any sense. Everyone is concerned about Santa not having enough belief to make a sleigh fly, but it's set in regular New York City where we all know that that there are millions of adults who serve in the capacity as Santa Claus. Yeah. And if that's the case, why aren't parents concerned about where these presents are coming from? 
If Santa exists, why aren't parents getting presents? It, why don't we have a relationship with this man? It's 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 gaslighting. I'm I'm tired of being <laughs> gaslit, and we need to have a national conversation about this. It doesn't make any sense. I I, I do think what I really agree with what you're saying because um the the movie implication is that Santa exists and benefits the parents because yeah. he does the shopping. So why wouldn't this incentivize parents to be like, don't say a thing negative to Santa because exactly. it's my, my butt on the line. If you're, right. if you take this off the, off the menu. Uh, so I'm going to really reinforce and brainwash the kids. I think exactly. it's a good point. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. Like, and, and really this is, this is any movie that, I mean, Miracle on 34th street, any movie where there is Santa and a parent, it yeah. just doesn't like, this is nonsense because Santa's not real. I mean, yeah, you're right. So in a movie that is fictional, I understand that we have to <laughs> listen. I understand. I understand that orcs don't exist. I, I, I get that. But like, but there have to be like some rules that we agree on. Fair. I there, there are existing rules and balances that have to be observed. Could you this have is a society. Exist. This is a civilization. Could you yeah. now we all agree. Now, listen, I do think we all agree. Everyone listening and everyone here agrees that the third act of elf is uh not very oh, good if the central it, it park falls rangers apart. it falls apart oh yeah what is it's this horrible. it's horrible it falls apart and honestly i'm tired of looking at will ferrell's bulge oh it's a it's a it's a, a little it's plump much. snuggling situation it's too much so would you fix elf or would you just shelve it? let's elf. just let's get rid of it okay Jamie, why are we like that pun? font that you mean to make that pun? Uh, no, but it was fun. That was a good it? one. Shelf that. Really yeah. Oh, that's good. I Thanks. liked it. I actually, funny. I re- I, I kind of read slash skimmed the original shooting script of Elf because oh, okay. I'd read that they changed a lot. Uh, oh. And they did because it's very different. Buddy has a mom. Uh, she's very active. He does go to Manhattan. Uh, but he actually. Um, Wait, we knew Buddy had a mom. Well, like right? active in, in the movie, in the story. Oh, I mean, you just okay, got Bobby okay. Newhart and he's, just, he's carrying the load, right? Single <laughs> right, dad, right, right. Single girl, dad, girl, mom, girl, boy, dad, whatever. He's doing the whole thing. Um, but he goes to Manhattan and when he goes to see uh, uh, James Caan, he uh, starts to talk to people about his story and they're publishing uh, industry people. So they turn into a book. He becomes the best-selling uh, author in the like at the very like first act. So he's like best-known writer guy. Wow. Uh, him and Jovi starts... Up, so James Con takes him in a bathroom and explains sex to him in what? the movie. Uh, and then something happens, and Buddy uh, considers suicide by jumping off the Empire State Building, <gasps> no. but then sees Santa crash. So he like runs down and tries to help Santa fix this. It's I don't wild. Like that again, that is bad. That okay, is... Uh, question: Bob Newhart, dead or alive? Dead. I think he's alive, but it is close. Um, he is alive and he's 94. He, 94. Yeah, Aaron, do a little Google image search. Okay. It's it is. Listen, that's why I would like to die at a nice 73. <laughs> he looks like he's 94, right? <laughs> he know, looks, like, looks like he doesn't 94. look like Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, he oh. is looking like a Prince Philip. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is not a compliment ever. No, 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 no it's not. Only when you're Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, I like Elf. That's a, that's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, good. I'm sad I didn't pick it to uh, to throw off your your thing, but um, Thanks. that's good. Every spring, I'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning. This year, we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the McCoy House. Sure, it's been a lot of work to get here, but we're all so excited to settle into our new space. If you've ever moved before, you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft, breathable, all new bedding can make. Bowl and branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and 
feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash. Bowl and Branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets, and I, and by I, I mean my wife Ashley, picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream. We both were so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice. They were super breathable, which I'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bull and Branch. Go to bullandbranch.com slash podcast for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Bull and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash podcast for 15% off. Exclusion supply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Okay, so it's back to me. Wait, now. why? Isn't it back Again. to me? Again, yeah, it is. Oh. It's back to yeah, me. that's right. It is back mm-hmm. to me. Okay. But then it's Sorry. Saturn, right? Um, all right, so I've picked tradition. I've picked movie. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to go over a Christmas character. That's what I'm going to pick. <gasps> okay. And I'm going to pick uh, Rudolph. I'm going to pick Rudolph. <gasps> I like it. The red-nosed reindeer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the red-nosed reindeer. And uh, specifically for that reason, because <laughs> Rudolph is treated as such a revelation because he has a red nose. And that red nose emits light. And it implies that before this, Santa was just flying around in the dark. He has this magical apparatus, uh, supernatural entity, but he's not solved the problem of light. Uh, he, uh, it's, it's confusing. He's, he's immortal. Um, he uh, violates the space-time continuum, but mm-hmm. no one's ever been like, what if we did a flashlight? What if we did that? And I also think this kind of implies, like, what's the North Pole radiation situation? Because mm. reindeers don't just get light bulbs on their nose. That's not even like evolution or a genetic mutation. It's like a Chernobyl thing. That's I, I have to understand that. That's what I have to think. And I think related to how we picked uh, draft spots, are, does Rudolph exist in the same universe as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ooh. right? Because turtles aren't ninjas. Something has to make them be those things. So I think similarly, did Rudolph, did he touch the ooze? That's my question. And that's why. Is I the ooze poop? No, I think it's like just some... Um, you know, like the spider venom that bites Spider-Man and makes him Spider-Man? Yes, I think it's I like that. that. It's the just venom like, bites him? It's like magical MacGuffin no, the spider, sauce. The spider, oh, the spider. Yeah, 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 it's just like this magical sauce that gets on you. And like, you know, to be fair, in the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it says he has a shiny nose. Yeah. And some would even say it glows. Like, that feels like he just has an oily T-zone. And that suddenly, I'm now shamed for sure. my oily T-zone and maybe my blackheads that I now have to make sure the kids have Christmas. That seems like not fair to me. I do prefer that. Like he has acne and he's like greasy face. So light reflects off it. Yeah. That's also, interesting. That doesn't help in a storm. It doesn't. Like, <laughs> like at all. It like, doesn't. That's true. Cause it is a foggy Christmas. Eve. It's a foggy Christmas. That's and, right. and the only way that a, sh- uh, a shiny nose would be helpful is if the moon was reflecting off of it. Yep. But you're not going to have that in a storm. Not every Christmas. You're not going to get that. I, didn't, I listen, just, I didn't know she'd go Neil deGrasse on us, but <laughs> she's right. <laughs> Spot the lie. I, I don't see one. Listen, so. when you're when you're married to the youngest uh, president of the Birmingham Astronomical Society in its history, sometimes you got to pull that out. Aaron, don't okay. flex on him like that. Come okay, on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do it sometimes. Uh, Jamie, to you with the back to back. I get the last two right. These are all the choices. Okay, so no, I didn't I think like. We have one more. 
We've no, yeah, you know, last two for you. Aaron and I still have one more. That's <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go song. So my I think the song that is sung the most that is also overrated is Silent Night. Okay. Mm. Let's walk through it. Couple things. Silent night, all is calm, all is bright. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been in a maternity ward, but it is not quiet. Okay. Have you? Yeah, of course. I've got I've got nieces and nephews. I showed up. I think did, did I go you to push the your face on the window and you were like, no, come to the hospital. Listen, but I did come see you at your house and I held your baby and it cried. Like, I get it. Like babies cry. <laughs> Women cry when they're trying to be like, because I, I bet if we have footage of you pushing out those first two. <laughs> How dare you? Because you did it without drugs. How dare you? Not by choice. You just did it because yeah. they came super fast. Because Aaron is the quintessential. I've got time. I got time. I can do some other things real quick. It's fine. It's oh, fine. That is not one I want to dance with. On no, time, you, you don't. Know? You don't. Let and me so, assure you, you don't. <laughs> so that's the first problem. And then we don't even get to the fact that in the second verse, it says, shepherds quake at the sight. You don't quake without some noise. Like, mm. there's not like, <gasps> there's a gasp. There's something. So that's not silent night. Yeah. And then it says, heavenly hosts sing hallelujah. What part of that is silent? It's that's not, not silent. silent. It's very loud. Right? I don't like that. And then also I read, and this is the quintessential kind of thing a pastor would do at Christmas. So this song was written by a pastor, Joe. Pastor Joe was like, he wrote a poem. And every pastor who's like, I'm a poet. And he wrote a poem. And then he went on literal Christmas Eve night to the choir director and said, hey, can you put this to music? We can sing it tonight? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, that choir director showed up and showed out organist did it made it happen but that just feels like the whole thing is overrated like the origin story to anyone singing it right now and i don't like saying round yon virgin i don't like that i don't i saw that the the choir guy he put it together in like two hours and like that's how he whipped in the shape it's the the germans i was i was trying to figure out the timeline because they said early 19th century and for a second i was like oh are they trying to like are they trying to like evade that these were Germans in like the thirties, but it wasn't, it, it didn't mind. So it's cool. It's a good song. Don't worry. All fair here. It's not Nazi back. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. So it's all okay. chill. All right. And then my next choice and my last choice and my best choice is my Christmas character. Mm. Now, <laughs> this is obviously just as quintessential as your Christmas characters, which were, I remember them. She George see, Bailey. I remember yeah. them. <laughs> I do. George Bailey and... The, the, the Rudolph. The Rudolph. Said it like five <laughs> minutes right. ago. I'm doing great. Okay. Mine is going to be as and another quintessential Prime Minister David in Love Actually. Okay. Oh, thank oh. you. Listen, somehow he quote, can't believe his luck that someone would come to work for the Prime Minister. Like, first of all, people want to work for the Prime Minister. They want to work. That's a big deal on their resume. Also, he immediately comments on Natalie's uh, appearance, like out of the gate. Then he has her redistributed. I don't like that, Brits. I don't mm. like that term. He has her demoted mm-hmm. to another department because he's like, I'm hot for her and I don't like it. I also don't like that. I get that he's trying to protect himself from being me too I yeah. get it. Maybe you step down, dog. Make her the yeah. prime minister. Then yeah. get it on. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And then, listen, I know that everybody loves the scene when we take down Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say politically that would never happen. Because no. you cannot uh, talk S-word about your closest ally in the entire planet. You no. just can't do BBT it. BBT would have slapped that man in the face and been exactly. like, try Exactly. <laughs> I know, exactly. So for me, he is just a vibe that I don't like. I don't think he cares about his sister, Emma Thompson. Mm. She's going through with it. She's, yeah. she's having a hard time. She's having to listen to Joni uh, Mitchell sing River 17 times in a row. Like, are you care about her and how she's doing? No, I don't think you do. Now, do I love the little dance we get on 10 Downing Street? I do love that. Mm. But I don't think it makes up for all the other ways that he is really rated. I think if you were to rank 
the love actually characters i would actually think he would be so far down the list like he would be he would be behind colin firth and colin firth is awful in that who's movie. the Man. best the lobster love act oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it the couple just, doing the adult movie because it feels oh, like, yeah, they, martin, like Fre- martin freeman martin oh, freeman mm-hmm. i heard is martin freeman bad i like i watched the miller's girl trailer and they're like don't forget he's a misogynist child <gasps> beater he like puts children on trains and gives them tickets so it's confusing if it's good or not but anyways <laughs> uh but like all these bad things i didn't know about martin freeman what you know he he was married to his sherlock holmes uh co-star like they did cumberbatch they were married. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. and i wish uh, they would that would be, <laughs> be so cute that'd be so uh cute. but he's this is the quote he when he did a sit down talking about multiculturalism don't sit down with the <laughs> daily mail and have a conversation about multiculturalism. He said, multiculturalism hasn't and doesn't help. Because rightly or wrongly, it polarizes people so much. Racism is one thing. And I don't agree with that, of course. But noticing that there are differences is normal and fine and should be encouraged. <laughs> I love when a blonde, white man, British man colonizer says that. That's so, he's like, what, are we not supposed to notice? I mean, why are you Why are you noticing he's got a bomb and has a beard and is Muslim and wants to kill your family? That's oh, a direct buddy. quote. What? Buddy. That's a direct quote. Buddy. So, He's a problem. He's a problem. Oh, yeah. He's a problem. I know. He's a real scrub daddy. And, and it does feel like that new movie with Jenna Ortega is very, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough trailer to watch. It's a tough trailer. Don't but, like it. Yeah. I almost put it in the rundown for the more you know, but I was like, mm, maybe not the Christmas season. Maybe not what we want to go not. for here. Maybe not. Yeah. I would almost want to do like a, like a uh, Love Actually snake draft of like, oh, yes. best, uh, see who is the least worst squad of yeah characters. because i because I, I do think uh the housekeeper is it top tier yeah but colin firth is bottom tier that's like, right yeah that's right snape's probably like the best character of all you know probably in the movie i'm kidding probably not oh, um no. so i think it's uh back to me back to yeah. you back to me okay so i have song i'm choosing uh the most overrated christmas song i'm going with uh santa baby i'm gonna pick santa baby <gasps> Yeah, classic. Thank I, you. I, I, I picked Santa Baby because it's it's Eartha Kitt, the original. Um, it's been obviously covered. Um, Eartha Kitt, I love her because she's uh, Yzma in Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. So she's iconic. The best Disney movie. That's right. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a giving season. So we'll give you that. I love it. <laughs> I think the title, I don't understand the title in the context of the song because it sounds like Vince Vaughn from Swingers trying to talk to Santa, like Santa Baby. Like, like I don't, who addresses Santa like Santa Baby? But it's it's really a song for the one percenters because all it asks for in the song, uh, the the singer's asking for a mink, a fifty four convertible, a yacht, the deed to a platinum mine. I don't even know that's a real thing. She wants an entire duplex and the rent checks. She wants to be a landlord for Christmas. Um, she wants decorations from Tiffany's and a diamond ring. And I don't know why people like this song because well, that's insane. Well, and listen, Kelly Clarkson's doing a better job. Like Kelly Clarkson wishes she had Santa Baby yeah. as her song because I'll tell you, all those gifts are better than a man. Like that's right. those are amazing. This is like Tom Wamsgam's list for Christmas this year, <laughs> but like really. So I don't like it at all. No, it's a tough song. It's like I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough. If you think about it, like that's not wait, great. wait, wait. Why? Why is it tough? Because it's. Because I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. My mom's having an affair. No. With no, the no, guy no, that no, brings no, no, me no. gifts. No, it's yeah. not an affair. It's, it's the, the dad. dad. It's the dad. No, I know it's the dad. The kid doesn't know it's the dad. In the song. Michael Jackson, tiny Michael Jackson, who will later become, well, I can say he's a pedophile because he, who's going to sue me? Yeah. And uh, who's, who's a state might. They might. Fine. Allegedly. That's a, a hill I'll die on. I'll, I'll uh, die on yeah, the hill. I'm willing <laughs> okay. to go. I'm willing to go toe to toe with LaToya. 
Okay. Although I think his Latoya is like, yeah, he is like, he's gross. But I just don't think that five-year-old little Michael Jackson is like, yeah, I knew that was my dad the whole time. That was Joe. It wasn't Joe. I'll tell you that. It does feel like Joe would be the kind of dad who would be like, Santa's not real. Yeah, like he's really in a role play in front of his kids about Santa. Oh, I gosh. do like there's a take Yikes. quick here. If if either of you want it of like this song is what messed up Michael Jackson. Um, I'm not particularly like fond of taking that, but I just it's out there for the for the claiming, you know, if you want it. So, I think it was Billie Jean. I think it was Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, I, I think it, that, you don't I don't, think it's. Yeah, Stop Madison, Jason, I don't know if you want to music that, but uh, uh, Aaron, you have the last pick. So I was going to do Elf on the Shelf, that little narc with his <laughs> stupid little face, but we all know, like we all know that it's overrated. Right. Um, I'm going to do matching Christmas pajamas. And oh. I I do come from a family who does matching Christmas pajamas because it is very yeah. important to one of my children. But I hate matching Christmas pajamas. I hate Christmas pajamas in general. Yeah. Um. What? I'm not, I'm not wearing these outside of December. And when I see one of my children come down the hall wearing Christmas pajamas in July, I want to, I want to, I want to set something Why can't they live their life? It makes me crazy. I don't know why. When your daughter dresses Elsa, you weren't like, take that off. I know. It doesn't make, I know it doesn't make any sense, but it it is irrational. They're always fleece. I hate the feel of fleece. Yeah. It is just, it reminds me of when we all went through a big old Navy fleece phase in like (laughs) 1998 and everybody got a fleece. And that was the big thing we did that year. I just, I, I, it makes me so mad that we have a subset of pajamas that we are forced to wear in this one month. And then what am I supposed to do with them? This is very non-house piece approved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like it just, what am I doing? They're just going to sit in my drawer for the rest of the, I hate it. It's very Please. disordered. It's, it's yeah. why like your daughter wants to wear Elsa pajama pants. Cool. Elsa transcends month and time and season. Thank you. Go off. Yes. Also, there's always somebody in the family who looks really bad in the photo. Mm. Like it's not their co- like they don't look good in a buffalo plaid. Thank you. You know yeah. they don't look. I'll raise good my in hand. A- it's usually me. You know. <laughs> you know, or I don't listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. Some of you moms, uh, you trying to wear the same nightshirt that your two year old is wearing. It's a weird vibe. It's weird. It's yeah. Very and weird. as someone who participates in that, I think it's weird. And I don't. I just. I want it to stop. I. I. I want. Tip, please tell me how I can make this not important to one of my children. Mm. Um, is it is it your favorite child or your least favorite child? First of all, I don't have favorite children. <laughs> Good answer. That's smart. <laughs> I would think this would put them down a notch, though. No, that's not hierarchy. true. They are all wonderful, precious uh, gifts from God. They'll probably age out of it soon. because it, it, I don't know. Oh, that means it's the oldest. No, Uh-oh. it's not. Oh, It's so my it's, middle. It's your middle. And she is. She's a precious baby angel, though. You gotta let she her is. live. Let her she live. Is. Let her have her one thing. She'll grow out of it. Like, they'll, they they eventually. And, cause, and, and listen, I know you're youngest. He doesn't care. He's like, what? A, I want to wear nothing. What if you nothing. just start just buying one anything. size off? Like, either too tight or too big? Okay. And it's like, okay. that's all they had. And okay. so, like, you need to start gaslighting them. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I like <laughs> it. Okay, I'm writing it down right now. There you go. That's good. good. That's good. That's good. Okay, that's the draft. Uh, do you guys have any also rans um, that you wanted to mention? Um, eggnog. I just want, as a mm. tradition, I just want to say I just don't need brandy soaked omelets. Thank you, mm. though. I don't want to drink that. Appreciate it. 
office parties. Listen, yeah. we, Aaron and I were at a uh, birthday dinner for a friend and an office party was happening in the restaurant. Oh my god! And listen, let me tell you why office because somebody's going to have too many peppermintinis. Yep. And they are going to show up and show out and you're never going to forget that Donna from HR is a sloppy drunk. You're yeah. never going to forget when your husband yells at you in the street that <laughs> you are embarrassing. <laughs> that's right. You're never so I just think it. office party, I think people want cash. I think that, like that's what we do for our staff. They I don't do. think our staff is like, I'm so sad we didn't have a party. No. We took the money we spent on a party and we gave it to and you. We Wait, my gift is people. to spend more time with you? I don't know how that's <laughs> that's a good, actually. Gift. Yeah. Great. Aaron, what about um, you? Any else around? Uh, yeah, I don't want to... Uh, I think we should cancel sitting on Santa's lap in the mall. Ooh. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. But I like those baby photos when they're sad and screaming. I don't. I hate them. They yeah. remind... The babies don't like them, I would babies argue. Babies don't like them. Mm -hmm. I don't like them. I don't think it's cute. It has the same energy of like telling your kids that you ate all their Halloween candy. I do yeah. not like it. Oh, I don't yeah. like that. That's mm -hmm. fair. I don't okay, like that. I think fair. let's do okay. it like you're getting a loan at the bank. Let's let's start to train kids up. Good, firm handshakes and eye contact. <laughs> Sienna, I like it. here is what I would endeavor to like this year. Like, you know, why... Where did this start? Why are we sitting in his lap? Why know. is it at the mall? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't actually understand why we're sitting in his lap. Like, it doesn't make sense. It, that part doesn't. That feels like Santa decided that. Sure. Exactly. One guy that played Santa was like, should they sit in my lap? <laughs> See, is I mean, I do, do. I think it's Santa playing the long game. He's like, no, the kid, everyone, everyone should sit in my lap because it's great pictures for the kids. But Santa knows. Santa knows there's going to be some other people there that he wants to not his lap. That's what he's doing. Oh. Devious Santa. Okay. Yeah, I, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. I saw mommy yeah. kiss of Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, you? I had uh, uh, Frosty as overrated Christmas character because I'm like, my boy, like, what do you have to do with Christmas? You don't go here. You don't do anything. The only tethering to Christmas is after you get sloppy and melt, Santa has to come get you and take you back to the North Pole because he doesn't have enough to do. You know, he's trying to avoid the radiation with Rudolph's nose and everything. <laughs> and is, why is it greasy or is it acne? What is it You're going on? You're having to wear that dental, that dental thing they put over you when they yeah. take your x-rays. Just because yeah. you want to see if you, how long you can make it in like uh, 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 San Antonio or something once they got a, like, a, like a snow. It's like, just mind your business. Get out of here. You don't belong here, my guy. That's, yeah, that's good. I, don't think I, I like that. Else. Since you were talking about ranking children, um, can we take a second and get an get a Aaron heat check on the Iron Claw? Buzz is starting to come out. Everyone's Listen. calling it like show a him, Aaron. Show him your new Efron. postcard. I have a new postcard. Someone and sent Jamie a gift, and we don't know who it was, but in the gift there was an A twenty four image of him holding up his championship belt. I know. Listen, I'm very, I'm, 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 I'm conflicted right okay. now. I'm in a, I'm in a weird spot with uh, Zachary David Efron. Because of why? Because he bought his Hollywood star. Everybody buys their Hollywood star. Everyone For those who didn't know, everybody yeah. buys their stars. I realize that there's a selection process, but also, like, you're still buying it. You sure. still have to pay for it. Um, yeah. $75,000. What? Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't love that. I don't, okay. I feel like we have, we've, we've come in too early for his star. Um, but I am very excited because there is good buzz and I am going to go see this over the holiday in like a real movie theater. I'm very Look excited. Look at you. What? A pilgrimage of sorts I know. for you. I know. It is a pilgrimage. I'm very excited. I know. Okay. It's just, it looks like it's going to be great. I know. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I was surprised, not surprised with the positive buzz, but um, I'm hopeful. Uh, so when we come back after the new year, we'll have to get your review. Of, yeah. Uh, is, is, is this going to like, am I manifest? Like, I think I manifested the Brendan Fraser Oscar Am I going to manifest a Zac Efron Oscar? Oh, we, over Killian uh, Murphy? Maybe? Okay, no, no, you not. don't know. You don't, don't know. I actually, I actually 100%. No, you don't. <laughs> just because you're an expert at this. 
Listen, you don't Aaron, let your heart lead you. Ever. You think it's small. This is don't worry about the Oscar this year. Worry about the Efronissance. That's what we're looking for. We'll okay. get an Oscar okay. next year. And I do year, think he'll, uh, that year. I do think is coming. I do think yeah. if he gets the nom, his whole career looks different. And I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been sitting on ready. We're, yeah. I thought that go. was going to, I thought that sentence was going to end. I did, I did well, too. I, I didn't know where it was going and it was going to go in one way, but I chose this way. So. Um, okay. Well, that is our conversation on the overrated of Christmas. If you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 535. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. My red light this week is, this is a not protect the vibe. Just know that because I was okay. super sad by it. And it was something that happened in pop culture that made me super sad. And so I wanted a place to process it. And my therapist says, I can't talk about people I don't know dying because that shouldn't be as sad as it is. And so I'm going to talk about it here, which is Andre Brower dying. Mm. I was so bummed. So for those who don't know, Andre Brower, 61 years old. He is probably most famous in our hearts for playing Captain Raymond Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of the first mutual green lights that Knox and I ever had on the show many, many years ago. And then he also was Frank Pimpleton uh, on Homicide, where he won Emmy for that uh, portrayal. He actually had two uh, Primetime Emmy Awards. Um, And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I still, that's a very comfort show for me. Like, I'll just throw it on and, like, watch, you know, a few episodes. My favorite Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes that feature Captain Holt that I think if you've never watched and you want a little glimpse of how magical he was and what a loss it is to Hollywood to lose him is uh, the pilot is gold. That's a fantastic pilot. And then season five, episode 14, The Box with guest star Sterling K. Brown is so good. And then I love season two, episode four. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was known for doing Halloween episodes that were really, really good. And the second one was magical, Halloween 2, and you can stream it on Peacock. So uh, many condolences to his wife that he was married to for like 30 years. And He's one of those guys I feel like was so – had so much um, skill and talent. uh, And I think he even said like, I could have had a bigger career. But yeah. it's really important to me to be present, be a good husband, be a good father. Um, so I turned on a lot of stuff. But if, if you know, obviously Brooklyn on Nine is probably what most of our listeners remember him from. But uh, Homicide Life on the Streets, God. that's some of the best work I've ever seen on TV ever. It's you can really, also watch really it good. on Peacock. So that's both right. of those. Yeah. That's right. Um, my red light this week is, uh, so a trailer for The Traitors um, season two dropped. And uh, I, I think I greenlit the first season, loved it. Uh, you did, like, and I loved it after I watched it with your rec. It was so good. It's it's really it's a clever way to kind of invert uh, some of the reality TV show. Some of the episodes drag in the middle, like when there's like low stakes challenges. But you know, if you don't like them, I just fast forward through them and get to the good stuff. But it's a lot of like back and forth. Uh, I, I like that we know what's up. The contestants don't, so you get to see people fumble around with it. But um, the reason I'm redlining this season is uh, this uh, the the notable contestants because they take they they choose from across the spectrum of reality TV, as well as uh, normals, uh, but two Survivor alums, uh, one of my favorite Survivor oh. alums ever, one of my least favorite ever. They're squaring off, and it's Parvati and Sandra. Um, I feel like Sandra is one of the most undeserving winners uh, of several seasons uh, in my lifetime, and Parvati, I don't think she's ever actually won. She's uh, one of the best players who's never won. Oh. So I'm going to watch this with my heart completely in my throat, <laughs> and if, if Sandra gets Parvati again, uh, I'm going to be really sad. I'm going to be really upset. Listen, I'm looking at this list right now, and I'm very excited about PD4 Toms being Heck in yeah. 
Like, I love that. Do you know how, how quickly my guy is going to get overwhelmed with the mechanics so of how the show works? So fast. He's like, when do we bone, though, guys? <laughs> In a windmill. <laughs> and it's so funny, though. The list is all, like, Real Housewives, like Phaedra, who is amazing. Yeah. But Real Housewives and RuPaul and Big Brother. And then I love that it's uh, former Speaker of the House of Commons. Let's uh, go. John Burkow. Like, I love I it. Just love See, because I, what I realized, I never watched Below Deck. Um, I don't know Below Deck. The only thing I know is from two contestants on the first season of Traders, they're messy and dramatic. They made Real Housewives look like uh, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. Like it was crazy oh, how dramatic wow. they were. So okay. you get to learn a little bit around, about reality TV without like having to uh, indulge. So my hopes are up. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they don't um, dash my hopes of Parvati getting recognized for the greatness that she is. Jamie, what is your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week is a TV series uh, called Deadlock. So Deadlock, eight episodes on Amazon Prime. This is a crime mystery black comedy. And the reason I found it was because somebody was doing, you know, their end of the year list. And they were going, these were my 10 favorite shows of the year. And there, I knew what nine of them were, but I did not know what this was. And I just missed it. It just, it was, came out in the summer and it's set in a fictional town called Deadlock. That's the town in Tasmania, Australia. Okay. And a dead body shows up on the beach and two female detectives take charge of the investigation. Um, Dulcie and Eddie. So Dulcie is kind of the by the book series. It's a classic, right? And then Eddie is just pure chaos, right? However, to give you context of this show, the working title when the two creators were making it was Funny Broad Church. Okay. And that's a 100% what it is. It has the cinematography of Broad Church, the soundtrack of Broad Church, but it's like Hot Fuzz came in and said, we're going to have a baby with you. And so it is so chaotic. There's a seal named, uh, like a literal seal named Kevin, who's a menace. I love uh, that. Sven who is my favorite police character. He is super pumped about the new whiteboard in the station and all he cares about is the markers. And I'm like, oh my God, Knox is on the show. Feels real. And then there's a choir rehearsing I Touch Myself in order <laughs> to nail the moans between the verse and the chorus. Um, it's all top notch. Uh, if you like that vibe, it does not make fun of murder. It does make super fun of how to try to solve a murder. And it was a delight. And then when I looked it up, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, I cannot believe I missed this. Y'all, this is so funny. So if you're looking for something really light and weird, and and you have to know that it is it is straight, like the weirdest things are going to happen, but they're very funny, this is the show for you. Um, I, I've got two green lights this week. I'm going to do uh, first uh, Love and Monsters, which um, was a movie that kind of snuck up on me. Uh, because it wasn't released this year. It was released in 2020. And I only know that because turned on Netflix, just kind of trying to burn some time. What's Netflix serving me up? Looked interesting. Was going to give it a shot. Thought it was probably going to be terrible. Um, it actually was really good. And I loved it. And I was okay. like, I, I thought it was just one of these weird movies um, that just got released. But I realized, uh, I'm assuming it was released kind of during pandemic weirdness because it did like 1.8 million at the box office like forever um so that's not good um but it got redistributed here uh, or on netflix and it stars dylan o'brien and essentially there's a they really explain it uh, at the top there's uh an asteroid and we send nukes at it to try to break it up which we do but the nuke juice trickles down onto earth and hits Ooh. all the bugs and it makes the bugs big and monsters. So oh. at that point I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's just one of those things where they tell you what's up and you just kind of take it. Um, uh, so the apocalypse happens and then uh, Dylan O'Brien, his character uh, survives seven years 
uh, in an enclave of all these awesome people who have coupled up. He's the only single guy. Uh, but before the seven years started, he had this girlfriend he loved. He told her he'd find her. He's too scared to go find her. So he goes to look for her at a different uh, encampment that he knows uh, that she's at. So he has to take a journey, finds a cool dog, finds uh, Michael Rooker, who helps him out. Oh, uh, I like them. It's, there's um, enough special effects that makes it look cool, but they don't rely on it. So it doesn't really drag it down. Well, it's got it a real heartful nominated- story. It says here they were nominated for an Oscar for visual effects. Is that, I mean, because it holds up. They don't. Um, you would. Uh, I was prepared for them to really pander and like really lean into it, but it felt like they it felt like they had a, a, a lot of restraint with it. I love this movie. It's, it was an hour fifty minutes. Um, I didn't really know Dylan O'Brien that much. Obviously, he's uh, I think Teen Wolf and the Maze Runner movies or uh, whatever. So you haven't and watched the All Too Well ten minute video as many. Obviously, times as I have. the Dylan O'Brien appearance in Taylor okay, Swift's uh, iconic yeah. music video. Um, but uh, other than that, I didn't really have any um, interaction with him, and he's great in this. He's really legitimately good. So I it's an easy that. breezy movie, um, really well done. I think you can even watch it with the kids around because I think I did, and it was not that big of a deal. So uh, that's one. It's on Netflix. Uh, the other one is the book. I actually. I think I said I was mirroring this in our Century Kill for December. Uh, it was a book. Uh, it's called uh, The Kingdom, the Power, and the Glory by Tim Alberta. It's, uh, the subtitle is American Evangelicals in an Age of Extremism. If you didn't listen to that episode, you forgot. Tim Alberta is a journalist, works uh, for The Atlantic and other uh, places, uh, but he's a real deal journalist, and he's actually a real deal evangelical. Grew up in the church. His father pastored i don't know if it's quite a mega church but six seven thousand uh, members i think oh, um so yeah. he spent his life there and that's why i was so interested in it because we get a lot of uh, books from people from the outside or really apologetic books from the inside but i felt like this was going to be a really um clean easy objective look at what's going on uh, through the lens of a true journalist and that's what followed basically the premise is he says that evangelical christians are the most polarizing uh, uh, faction of American uh, life right now, but also the least understood. So what he tries to do is not just understand and explain evangelicals and how we got to this point, um, but also kind of explain how they're being exploited for political gain, for the consolidation of power in a really even-handed way. The thing I worried about most was not being able to recommend this book to people just because you'd feel a certain kind of slant on it that would mm-hmm. um, uh, eliminate people uh, who would want to even consider this. But he really maintains a, a, an even hand of self-assessment, um, really going after people, but also like really holding uh, evangelicals accountable and supporting and rooting for them and wanting evangelicals to get to um, a more hopeful, uh, proper, appropriate place uh, in American culture. So I, I cannot recommend it enough. It's a great okay, read. Okay, I want to read it. Really good stuff. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. And before we go, remember anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure to go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our affiliate link. If you're item purchase using that link this week was, Jamie, this is a Medela manual breast pump set. Okay, so before we even get into this, I do want to just say breastfeeding can be a weirdly controversial topic. And here at the podcast, we are willing to take a stand that you should feed your baby. Okay? Okay. You should. All right. So this product has 15,000 reviews and it's 4.5 stars. So people really seem to like it. But there was this question and it will make you the happiest you've ever been, Knox. Question is, is it good for slippery surfaces? We have a friend called Senior Slippery Nips. Would this work for my boy? Wow. And it was, of course, B-O-I. And uh, Ariana responded and said, maybe. 
Okay, I so, love it. So uh, I love that. I like when you're seeing your slippery nips is trying to breastfeed. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, you guys, uh, don't forget, if you would like to get the gift of being a best friend at the show to maybe one of your best friends or best family members, you can go to knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon gift or the link in the show notes and snag a gift that will keep on giving all year long. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah.